Yeah, we'll talk about. I'm going to bring up uh, stories and how I don't have any really great stories. And I'm not sure if it's because. I oh, will just go. Wait, I, I noticed that. Wait, if you don't, I'm have... not sure if it's like because nothing happens to me, or if I'm just not really remembering them, or if I'm not really good at telling them. Well, that's the thing. I don't have like really interesting stories either, but I do a bunch of interesting stuff. You know, like I, I go, I work with you guys. I, yeah. I do like work with the San Diego FMA Open. Yeah. And I've like done, I've done a couple of movies, but it's never like, oh yeah, Derek, he decided to smack my balls a bunch <laughs> yeah, during the filming. It's always like Derek was nice, and so was everyone at the tournament, and uh, we had a good time. Yeah, like, I kind of envy people who have, like, you know, they meet someone or they go do something and they have an interesting story. It's like, so we got really drunk and then we just woke up in Mexico and we had to walk across the desert to get back home. Yeah. It's like me, it's just like, yeah, we went to Mexico, we had a couple drinks and then we um, we took a cab back because yeah, we're safe. You know, I've been doing this really interesting wrestling show where we meet lots of people and there's lots of different, like, uh, collaborations with different groups. Oh, do you have any and stories? I, I still don't have any, like, really interesting stories about... Yeah, because you can tell, Anything okay, that... we did a wrestling show, and it, it went well. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have anyone in the back who's, like, high on coke, and we have to coax out to the front. Yeah, it's like, oh, did someone, like, uh, you know, someone, like, blow someone or anything crazy no, shit happen, really, you know? It's really nice, actually. We really have a calm. And, uh, it's I mean, it's stressful because we have to make a lot of moving parts work, but, yeah. no, we're all very clean. Uh, interesting people. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's got... Uh, See, I'm not sure. I think things happen. I just choose not to remember the things that could be a story. And I don't remember it in my head in the form of a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. That someone can uh, understand. Uh, me, me neither. It's just I always remember like the high points. Like, oh, I was on stage and it was awesome because I got to see like Vic, Suplex, uh, Vlad, Tempest. Yeah. <laughs> but it's never like some weird story behind that or any kind of weird relevance. Like he, you know, he, he took a shit while he was suplexing or something like that. Yeah, everyone or... has great control of their bowels. <laughs> like if more people lost control of their bowels in the show, we'd have some great stories. I know. And there's no... I'm so afraid of like... Uh, I, we run it so tight that there's like very little slip ups now. Right? So there's, there's no stories about like, oh, we, we missed a cue and uh, some of the wrong person came out and then, you know, there was this big thing and we had to hide it with this, you know, this other thing that we came up with. Yeah. So that's the downside of having like a show that runs tight. It's, it's, it's just a business <laughs> at this point. It's, it's like being a tax accountant. No one wants to hear like, oh, so did you deduct items receivable? But, you know, I, I do, honestly, do honestly think it's us. If we had anyone else from Super Awesome Showdown right here today on the podcast they'd be and we asked them hey what's a cool interesting story that you think the listeners would want to hear oh they'd have something cute they'd up. have something to say but you know i that's not the way our brains work apparently like you know maybe things did happen maybe a few things did happen behind the scenes yeah uh folks but um they're a little bit too too much actually sometimes to just say is like a cute little story right because there's a lot of meaning and a lot of drama a lot of energy behind that, that you really don't want to share with people that we still work with <laughs> Yeah, so so it's either it's there's nothing in the middle. It's either like really boring or like there's something that's so exciting that like it would be exciting to the listeners, but like you know we don't we just can't really share. Yeah, like Anthony things. hates my guts, but yeah. there's no real big story behind that. We're just, <laughs> yeah, we're just snarky to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's his attitude. That's the way he is, you know. Oh yeah, but like we love him. We yeah we don't have uh, like a interesting story and that. And I feel like maybe some people come to this thinking like, oh, I'm going to hear some juice. Like, nope, no tea here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the new thing, right? We call it the tea. What is tea? It's, I've never like heard this term. It's gossip. Gossip. Oh, okay. So, that, that, see, again, even that is like, I don't have an interesting story for what tea is. It's just, it's just gossip. 
Uh, yeah, let me think. Um, what's, what's the T? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's see. Is there any like little? Uh, let me. All right. One, two, three, go. Is there anything that happened at uh, let's say uh, the last show that you know was a cool little story? I mean, really, I just had a lot of fun interviewing people. <laughs> and again, it was just fun because yeah. I, I got to interview people I normally don't get to interview. Yeah. And it's, it was no, there's no drama. Yeah, and I had a good match with, uh, with Mike. You know, I did a cool crossbody off the top, you know, and I didn't fuck it up early or anything. You know, we missed up a few, missed a few steps, but, you know, nothing of huge consequence. Oh, Mike, know? no, Mikey reminds me, like, he's got drama. Mikey Gordon, like the, the Mikey other... Mikey Gordon, yeah. Yeah, he's... Fist combat. Yeah, he's got drama, like... He's oh. got good story. I'm sure if he had a podcast, it oh, would be so stories. juicy and great, you yeah. know. But like the reason yeah. we can't work with him is because he called the colored <laughs> people time. Yeah, so we. Yeah. That's a story. See, you know, and you know what? That's not even a. St- okay, listen. That's not even a story that, like, you know, we we wanna we wanna get into, but it's a story. Well, I'll give you that. Yeah, Victor. What for the show? All right. I'm willing to be a racist if it gets us good stories. No. Okay. We're not gonna do that. You sure? Uh, listen, I'm not saying I'm looking for a reason to be a racist, but I'm willing to explore this option for you. But our story can be how we have no stories. You know, and Mike, he's even got so many stories. Yeah. Mike Rapata, the Colorado kid. Oh, he does. He, listen, I, I'm like 50-50 on if he's full of crap. Because <laughs> he's, he's friends with a raccoon or something? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Like He tells stories that in, it's not fully BS. Yeah. But it feels like there might be a strong element of BS to them. So everyone, this guy is the former inter, uh, no, former um, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, which is a pretty prestigious title oh, out yeah. there. And he was like the world champion a couple times, and he's got so many great stories and stuff. But I can't use those stories. I'm not just going to tell his stories. No, that'd be that'd be plagiarism. I want to. I'm going to tell. I want to tell my stories. And your stories oh. are. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Cipriana uh, was painting my uh, torso with muscles on it once, and I sweat it all off, and then she had to come and paint it again. I don't know. That's not... That's, again, that's just like... <laughs> you know? that's, oh, God, we are so bad at this. Yeah. This, this is a disaster. Oh, so, my God. Okay, okay. So super awesome showdown stories, everybody. That's, that's, that's our talk. I think... what No, our lack of them. Dear God. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, no, like... Oh, how about this? A good story... Where, oh, okay, I got one, too. Okay, no, the good story is um, the Galacticadia at the museum. Yeah. Like, that show was a massive disaster. Like, I forgot my uniform at, like, two different places. Or not my uniform, my, my um, ninja outfit at, like, uh-huh. two different places. Yeah. I had to drive, like, 20 minutes back to my home twice. Did you ever have to come back here for, like, the... Um, uh, I remember someone had to come back to my place. For boards, I think? For boards, like, for the, for the background, for the stage, staging oh, yes, uh, props. yes, we did. Oh, my God. Like, it was a cool stage, everybody. It turned out okay, but... Oh, it looks great. We uh, still have pieces of it. I mean, we were hustling until like the eight o'clock mark, and then even then we were just like, "Is this going to happen?" (laughs) (laughs) Then three people got injured. Yeah, you were uh, one of them. Three people uh, got busted open. Concussion. Uh, Orion Odyssey got busted open. Back when he was playing Ivan Sadistic. Um, Oh yeah. Thanks to uh, our buddy. I counted wrong. (laughs) Rainfro, Um, Manda. Uh, kicked me in the face. Oh man! Um, yeah, you you were you were busted open pretty good. Yeah, and then I had to go to uh, the hospital to the get hospital stitches. Hospital to get stitches on, put on there. Um, so I got I kind of missed uh, part of the show. It was it was like oppressively hot that day when we were setting up, even though they had like a big elevator. Yeah. And so I'm. Oh, I, that was cool using that elevator. It that that part was really cool. Like they have a they have much better facilities than Tango Del Rey. 
Yeah, that was that was a great show. And you know what? You fans will be blessed with that uh, interesting show that we did, Galacticator 3, eventually. I'm still working on it. But yeah, it was uh, quite the uh, great but horrible show at the same time. Yeah, it was, oh my God. Like, I... I had some really good parts of that. I hit my head on the on the floor when I pretended to pass out, um, <laughs> and you actually did pass out. I actually did a little bit. Um, and the match where uh, you know where no one got injured was actually the most dangerous match. Was at the last match was Captain Ultra Christopher's Polybius. Oh yeah, that's why I had to catch him. Yeah, and they had a ladder match and stuff, and you know they're swinging this ladder around, <laughs> climbing on top of it. It was broken, you know, jumping off oh, of the yeah, ladder, well, like, falling off of the ladder. Anthony was pissed because like he painted that ladder, yeah, and like someone used it for something and broke it. Yeah, and, so you know things, but um, no one got seriously injured, and all I I had to just put my hands up. That's all I had to do. Yeah, me too was put my hands up and blocked myself from getting hit. I've been a program like three times on stage, I think. And I still got hit. And I, you know what? And this is my only story because I told this in another, in another podcast. Yeah. When Manda was here for the first time. You know what? Listen, it's worth it because it's our only good story. And it was the only time that I showed uh, what you would call color in, in wrestling. Is, does that mean you bled? Yeah. Okay. You know, but that, that, was, a good, that was a good venue. It, it was a good venue. Just everything else was just yeah, awful. Yeah, was great. Yeah, it was a, we had pizza and beer. It was a good show, yeah. It was pizza, beer. Um, a pretty big audience. The general attitude of that show was uh, not positive. No, it was not. God, I counted wrong. Ugh. But, you know what? You know, I, thought, I thought it was still overall, if you're asking, was it a su- success? I think In so. my opinion, overall, yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think it was. All right, so here, let's uh, shift away from show talk yeah. and move into the lounge. Okay, so... Um, what I wanted to do first for the lunch, I just want to do another podcast recommendation, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? They are a competition. I don't want other people listening to their podcasts. They well, this, should just listen to our podcast. Well, this is what I like about podcasts. And only our podcast. <laughs> you should listen to our pod- podcast. But what I like about podcasts is um, it's not like we're airing at a certain time. So we're not yeah. like in direct, direct competition with them. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk about today is the We're Alive podcast. It's a, oh. it's a story about, a, it's basically a zombie apocalypse audio drama, okay. where an army guy um, on his way to base mm-hmm. like is, finds out, oh, the zombie apocalypse is happening, and he meets up with people at uh, an apartment where he lives, and he moves from like there with his group to a settlement out in the Midwest and back, and it's really cool because they establish these rules and this world, and they have to fight their way through it, and the audio quality is very good, and they have a new season out right now called Gold Rush, hmm. where apparently gold is still valuable in the post-apocalypse. Oh. So and really, I mean, we were talking about scarcity in the last podcast, uh-huh. so as long as something's scarce, it's going to be valuable, right? Yeah. Even if you go back and, like, if you regress civilization-wise, mm-hmm. I think gold will be more valuable, really, right? Yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's got to be some kind of, like, medium of exchange. Yeah, and I think gold so, is a solid one. Yeah, it can't just be, you know, not everyone needs chicken at that moment, or not everyone needs, like, water. You know, water, maybe water is a little bit too valuable to just be like the medium of exchange. Right. It's just it's just a resource you might hoard. Yeah. But like the medium of exchange or uh, like, uh, like you know, precious metals and stuff like that. Any of that stuff is usually makes a good little, because it's like, you know, it's portable. You can yeah. just put it in your pocket, you know. So, yeah, the cool, one of the cool things about this is um, because these guys do actually kind of well at surviving, it forces the zombies to evolve too. 
And so there's a zombie that's like kind of like the leader of the zombies, and he helps breed Whoa. better zombies. I never uh, thought about that. They link up with what's left of the U.S. military at one point. Mm-hmm. They link up with, you know, like... A, zombies do? No, no, the, the, the survivors. Oh. And then uh, later on, they um, find themselves at like this fortress that has been made out of scrap metal that's pretty much an oppressive society that they have to, you know, deal with. Really, wow. I can really suggest it. If you like zombie survival and if you like uh, audio dramas, check yeah. out We're Alive, A Story of Survival. Yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Now that makes me want to think about something now. What's that? Since we're in the lounge now, right? Let's lounge. We talk about anything. Yeah. Off that topic, what would it take? How close are we to actually living in a post-apocalyptic world, post-Mad Max scenario society? Um, is, that our, is that our destiny? Is I don't think race? so, honestly. Because, no. um, I mean, realistically, the closest we come to something like that would have been nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And realistically, like... No one wants to launch nukes anymore. Yeah. It's like we don't have the same tension with a war, another nuclear power that we did before. Yeah, no one wants to get all crazy. And we, and could, we could blow up the planet, right, with the amount of nukes that oh, we, we have. we could, but now there's no reason to. Yeah. Or there's no, there's no like, like balancing act between two giant powers that are you know, at each other's throats. China may become that in the future, I think, but mm-hmm. currently they're not interested in like, stockpiling nuclear weapons. Yeah. But it still does... There are these people out there called preppers. There are. And they prepare for, you know, the apocalypse and stuff like that. Well, because there are other kinds of apocalypses, like if there's a, a disease. Yeah. That could destabilize society, I think. Or uh, asteroid or Yellowstone. Yep, those are two things that could do something similar. Yeah, so I've been wanting to actually, maybe at some point, get an underground silo. Oh, really? You know, with like canned food and stuff and uh, 20 years worth of water or whatever. Well, uh, one thing people do is they like to like dig out like their backyard. Yeah. And they'll put in yeah. um, concrete and then put in shipping containers and that put concrete over it. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a cool uh, way to go. Yeah, and then you can just climb down there. And you know what? I, I watched that show and I think uh, it's as much a man cave. <laughs> I think so too. As it is, <laughs> like, like if there's uh, an Xbox prepping. down there, yeah, it's not. It's probably turned into your man cave at that point. Yeah. I can imagine people spending more time in their survival silo than their actual living quarters. Yeah. Well, yeah, because well, the missus is there and she's having her friends over for a book party and you just got to get the hell out of there. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people like to think about, here's what I've noticed what when I've noticed? gotten o- older. When I was younger, like in my early 20s and stuff, it was something I did like to think about a lot was like the apocalypse happening. You know, well, yeah. whoa, what if zombies or... What if, like, a uh, you know, invasion, you know, what if Red Dawn... I didn't well, really think of Red Dawn as much as, like... That's a little out of your time. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed is um, the post-apocalypse... Or not the post-apocalypse, the um, apocalypse thoughts or the movies and the stories that come out of that, mm-hmm. they're a story of what dies or what would you do? How do you man up? Yeah. And so it's a story for that's good for a young man. It's one of action. Who survives in this world? Who survives aliens. and how? Yeah. But now that I've gotten older, I'm, like, noticing that maybe this is not as likely to happen as like I once thought it did. And now I'm True. preparing for what if it's just better economy? What if things just get better? You know, right. what if our society, no one ever thinks about that. Like if things get better, you should be investing well, like, that's in the stocks. Thing I, yeah. And, that's the thing I've heard is, um, look, if you have money, money, like um, us dollars, yeah, you should invest honestly, because if things go mad max, yeah, your money's worthless anyway. Yeah. If things go better, you're invested. Yeah. And then, you're you're taking advantage of the growing economy. Exactly. You're taking advantage of the and also helping the economy the in itself. Yeah, you're actually kind of helping the economy too by investing in our corporations. Yeah, and well, the thing is, is that people don't understand 
is that there's no better time to be alive than right now. And probably the better time to be alive will be in three months <laughs> yeah. when we've made new inventions, yeah. new media's come out, and new medical patents have come out. Yeah, but no one likes to think about the world getting better. We just like to think about everything going to shit. Well, yeah, because we, we do like seeing things blow up. But I think preparing for a better world is actually more important. Than preparing And for less fun. Yes, it is. Way less fun. For like a kid to prepare for a better world than it is to prepare for, you know, Mad Max. Well, yeah, I'm putting together like a go bag. Mm-hmm. And it's not for like a, a end of the world survival. It's for like urban survival. Like if things go south and I have to just kind of get out of town for a couple of days, mm. I've got clothes, some soap. I'm going to put some food in there. I've got, you know, a map. Basically, if my area goes to shit, okay, I can navigate out of it and then go to the shelter that will invariably be set up. Because I oh. live in the suburbs. If the apocalypse happens, I'm kind of screwed. Yeah. If someone decides to nuke San Diego because it's a naval base, mm-hmm. I'm done. But if <laughs> yeah. the power grid goes out and I need food and water, I can, you know, hike somewhere yeah, and be good for, and later, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the kind of prepping you should do is, like, for a natural disaster, not, like, the end of society. Yeah, not for, like, um, not waiting for, like, uh, humongous or whatever. Yeah, the, the mungus. The mungus guy or, like, that Master other. Master Blaster. Or what's his name? Beta Ray? Not Beta Ray. Oh, Beta Ray. Uh, Who's the guy from the latest one with the teeth? With from the, the newest t- Mad Max. Oh, God. Um, who was milking all those women? Oh, yeah. He was a... Um, <laughs> what was oh. that guy's name? One Google later. It's Immortem Joe. Immortem Joe, yeah. Like, um, are we preparing for Immortem Joe to, like, come to our doorstep and, like... Steal your girlfriend so he can milk her? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I give you two choices. I eat you. <laughs> or, <laughs> or you join me. It's like, and I so- use your blood. So wait, when you say join you, do I get to ride a bitch and gas guzzler? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Uh, can I? What, but what are I, you strong? I I can lift. Hey, makes you fight. Wait, wait, let me. Let me <laughs> uh, Mr. Um, uh, Immortem, or is Mr. Jo- Joe? Mr. Is, well, how do you, what do you want me to call you? I am Immortem Joe. <laughs> but can I call you just Joe for short, or what's what? Can I... Kill uh, him now! Uh, no, I just, I just want to talk to my girlfriend really good. I just got to talk to my girlfriend. Me, honey, she uh, will be my bride. Uh, no, no, I understand, but I got to con... I got to have a little talk with her first. Honey, listen, he's going to kill both of us. He's going to kill both of us. You have to become his, his, his brood sow, okay? I'm going to become brood one of his... Sow. I'm going to become one of his, like, weird, skin-headed, like, roadie boys, okay? Just, listen, just go with the... You ruin everything, honey. Honey, you ruin... This is like that Starbucks where you yelled at the barista. Just... Go with it. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it, sir. <laughs> yeah, when is... See, you know, as terrifying as a such scenario is <laughs> like that as that would be. Yes. I think it's unlikely. Yes, it's... And yeah, I think it's wildly unlikely. The more likely events would be like, yes, natural disaster, like the big earthquake hits. Yeah. But even then, you know, the, the rest of the country still exists and they're going to send aid. You yeah. just have to be able to hold out a few days. Yeah, you're going to be able... You have to hold on... Or, or like a week or Maybe so. Maybe a week or so, yeah. So have some canned food. Yeah, Or so. a disease will hit, and you just need to be ready to, like, you know, quarantine yourself away. Yeah, and like, it's not like all of civilization will fall. There'll be no communication, and only the strongest will survive. Because we still have and radios and shit. People will just, like, uh, give in to their basic instinct, their basic instincts of cannibalism tribalism and sex and well and that's kind of yeah that's kind of the problem is like i had with the um i liked like the later two um uh purge movies mm-hmm. but the only problem is like you know if you say okay murder's legal yeah. for this one night mm-hmm. not everyone is a psychopath waiting to happen yeah i know 
if you if you gave me the option to just kill random people, you know, I wouldn't say, oh, so just anyone? <laughs> I can kill anyone? Like, what? Like, the question isn't anyone. The question is, why would I? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that's the thing they don't really cover, like, the next day after the purge. Because if you fail at killing your boss, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go into work the next day, and he's going to say, you tried to take an axe to me and my family. He's like, well, it was the purge. I haven't seen any of the purge movies, but you've seen a few of them, right? Yeah. I would ask a question. Yeah. All crime? Is it like all crime? Does uh, it include white collar crime? Because I was thinking that's the thing. I was <laughs> if I was going to do it, I would commit some white collar crimes. That's what they didn't. That's what they never really like covered. Like all the cool things you could do was like, like yeah, the white collar crime or the scientists you could or the scientific experiments you can do without like government oversight. Yeah. <laughs> in that time, uh, like, well, who who leaves the country for that night? Because you know, like we live in Southern California. With the purge happens, we just go to TJ for the night. Well, that would probably. Be- Oh, I guess so. Cause yeah, that's not America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people like up north, they just go to Canada. Like, you know Canadians, they'd be like, oh, yeah, come, come on up here. No purging up here, eh? Yeah. And like, what about the companies, like the people who would say, okay, we have these private security firms mm-hmm. that will pay them an obscene amount of money to not purge and guard your stuff. Yeah. Like all these things, like they didn't like cover all these things they didn't like go into just so they could say like rich people are bad. Yeah. Look, if you want to say rich people are bad, there's plenty of media that says that, and it's actually a good storyline. But don't limit yourself with your storytelling options by just going with that one message. Yeah, it's only like yeah, killing is legal and uh, stealing. So yeah, so and there's not a lot of stealing, honestly. It's it's pretty much all killing. It's just all killing in that movie. It's like yeah, even like there was one guy, like there was one scene in the second one where they talked about white collar crime, like this. They killed, like, an investment banker and hung him up at, like, his building. Yeah. See, I would do, like, insider trading and stuff. Right? I would do, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. Drug deals and yeah. stuff. Like, most people would be doing crime that gets them a lot of money. And yeah. it's not, like, human trafficking. It's, like, I have a shitload of meth, and I just I can move it, like, in the open with my gang. It's like, how do, how do you make all of those millions? Yeah, one of the purge days, I just uh, went on the streets and um, just sold a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I just sold, sold meth. a bunch of meth. Yeah. I was, you know, I was making it illegally uh, throughout the year, but legally sold it. Yeah, because I can just, yeah. Because everyone take, knew that they were able to buy it legally. I can literally take a semi-truck full of meth and just pay <laughs> my gang members a lot of money to not purge. <laughs> yeah. We made a safe zone for people to do drugs and have prostitution. <laughs> because at a certain point, they say not enough people are purging, so the government then goes in mm-hmm. and starts killing people. Oh. And you're sitting there like, Ugh. No, you could do so much. You don't need this weird conspiracy shit. You could show that, yeah, the white collar crime, the science, like all these social implications that you know you don't touch on at all mm-hmm. because you just want a horror movie that you have an excuse why the cops aren't showing up. <laughs> yeah. So wow. yes, like the second one was actually pretty good because it did mm-hmm. cover a little more ground, but still wasn't nearly enough. But it was like, what if the Punisher was along the ride for the ride? Because mm-hmm. that guy was like a former Marine or something. He was like shooting people. Is it, it became more of an action. Oh. Which I really liked. How many Purge movies have there been? Uh, Three, I want to say. No, maybe four now. Isn't there like the first Purge? It's just a, that's the one that really kind of pissed me off is they had that cool concept that they just turned into like a house siege movie. Oh. And uh, then there's the second one. I think, I think there's three. There's like the first Purge now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, again, it's a cool concept. It's kind of wasted. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's fun. I think there's a riff track for the first one. It'd be worth watching. I think. Oh. Because okay. because again, it's just a, it's it's kind of a weak horror movie, mm-hmm. but it's still, uh, kind of fun if you can make fun of it. Yeah. All right. So how about this movie uh, night? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna okay next week. We're gonna watch the purge. 
Okay. And then we're going to talk about it. That may or may not happen, folks. Oh, yeah. Listeners. I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, 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 we'll see the movie, yeah. but we may not talk about it on the podcast. Okay. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and knowing that, how about we go on to the news? Okay. So I figured I'd do some showbiz news today. Um, I've been finding out that uh, James Cameron thinks that Avatar 2 is going to outperform um, Avengers 2, or Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've learned not to like doubt James Cameron when he gets really passionate about a project. Yeah. Because we, we've said that several times about James Cameron, that this is going to be a flop. We've said it about Titanic. We've said about Avatar 1. Avatar. Um, Battle Angel Alita wasn't like, massively successful here, but everywhere else in the world it was. Mm-hmm. And everyone was saying that's going to be stupid. And it was a little dumb, but it's a big action movie. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like If James Cameron says, I have hope for this and I'm passionate about it, I'm going to yeah. say, you know what? It's not, it's not, a, no, it's not a 0% chance that he's going to outperform. But will it beat the Avengers, which is what? A record for the biggest uh, money-making movie of all time or whatever? I think so. Hang on. How much money did that movie make? We're looking it up. I think it was probably like... Uh, $3 billion. Avengers made $3 billion, that's my guess. Okay, hang on. Worldwide. Maybe $4 billion. Okay, so here we go. I'm pulling it up on the IMDb's. IMDb shows you how oh, much yeah. money it made? Yeah, they have a whole bunch of trivia. See, this is the this is the thing. You have to look up IMDb stuff. It is a great source of uh, information. I'm surprised when people don't know about IMDb. I know IMDb. Okay, but, so its uh, budget was $356 million. January 56 million. And let's see, its gross worldwide was $2.7 billion. So you were close. 2.7. That's close to 3 billion. Yeah. Yes, that's very, you were, you were actually, that's a pretty good guess, honestly. And so let me see what Avatar did. Another Google later. So James Cameron is thinking that uh, Avatar 2 will beat that 2.7 billion. And honestly, yeah, at this point, like I said, it, he, when he really wants to, he can make the hell out of a movie. So, I mean, I, we all thought Avatar was going to be dumb. Yeah. Oh my God! Like Avatar made two point seven billion worldwide. Avatar, the first one, also the, made the 2. first Avatar. I'm showing him right now on my phone. Okay, is that tied with Avengers then? I think it's almost yeah, basically tied with Avengers. Wow. I think remember they had to re-release Avengers with some extra footage to get it up there. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my God, they he could do it. Yeah. So what's this new Avatar? I wonder going to have that's going to make it so hot you know i mean hopefully more blue alien sex blue alien sex i mean if, if there's more of that I'll, I'll totally go see it well that's already on the internet i think i think we can already look that up that's already but can thing. you see it in like 40 for yeah can you see it in with a quality not of like pirates the 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 best yeah the most expensive porn parody ever but i'm talking like a major triple a movie studio budget yeah will that ever happen when will that happen when will they make like uh like a three what, uh, a $300 million porno movie? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the only thing that's holding us back is us. <laughs> is like, we, listen, we are our own worst enemy as far as that goes. Let's see, he's planning to shoot some footage seven miles underwater in Challenger Deep. What the? Okay, there's just, um, there's just a did you know about the Avatar movie. It's just... Uh, yeah, I heard he was waiting for some like um, technological advances to happen so he can uh, perfect this underwater scene that he's trying to do. Yeah, that seems like James Cameron is like, he's not going to make a movie unless he can find a way to get an Alvin and go down to the bottom of the ocean and like look at the, the actual Titanic again. 
Yeah, like a lot of the things holding directors back is like, oh, there's not enough money, you know, or we got to get the right guy to do this. But he, the he, thing that's holding James Cameron back is literally the, the technological advancements of mankind. He's fucking Howard Stark talking to his son <laughs> through like a reel-to-reel film thing. Like, listen, you can make this movie now, but it'll suck. But if you wait seven decades, <laughs> you'll make it the way it's supposed to be with all the blue titties. You just got to wait for technological advancements to happen and then uh you'll got it you'll you'll your vision will come to fruition my vision will come to fruition through you <laughs> oh so it's like james cameron's dad's trying to make him or there that maybe uh, he's doing it movies. like he's he's passing this down now to the next generation is like we, we can't we can't feel anime titties yet but <laughs> maybe one day theaters will let you do it yeah james cameron's gonna uh perfect uh like like he's like james cameron's gonna have to like Perfect. To perfect the actual feeling of an alien boob, he's going to have like a whole bunch of alien boobs that he's going to squeeze and yeah. stuff so that... He's sitting there, he's like, this is the behind the scenes stuff. It's like, we, we spent a lot of time on the alien breasts physics yeah. and uh, we, we, we need we wanted, this. We wanted to make sure that when our, our uh, viewers, or I guess our feelers... Yeah, that's what we call them now. <laughs> <laughs> felt these breasts that they felt, you know, like, what like you real think? boobs, but also alien. Not, not of this world. Yeah. And uh, we spent um, $17 million perfecting this. And uh, then we had to develop VR technology for another $3 billion. And then they probably had to create the suits that would have, like, special gloves <laughs> that you'd put on so that you can feel it. And let me tell you, like, the, the studios were not happy. And the theaters were less happy. And the audience was made sick by all the vertigo. <laughs> so it's like, it's like uh, he has to develop the technology... For his shit to happen instead of just throwing money at it. I mean, realistically, this is... I, that's he that throws guy. research and development yeah, that's <laughs> at it. <laughs> oh, it's my crazy. God. I mean, honestly, that feels like the sort of thing Nicolas Cage would do with his, like, Saturn company. He has his own production company. Like, really? he seems crazy enough to do that, yeah. Nicolas Cage finally making the good financial decisions and creating... That sounds... Uh, he sounds crazy enough to help James Cameron out figuring out how to have <laughs> VR titties. Yeah, his his production company would be involved in that. Huh? Oh, definitely. Also because he needs the money to pay off his back taxes, I'm betting. So that's how uh, James Cameron's going to be at Avengers is with... Um, with virtual reality breasts you can actually touch. Yeah. Virtually. Virtually. Jeez. Oh, we have fully gone off the rails from this. But no, I, I think <laughs> Avatar 2... Listen, I enjoyed Avatar 1. It was good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Even though I it was mean. basically what, like Fern, Pocahontas, Gully? Fern Pocahontas Gully and Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves a little bit in there, yeah. Yeah. And there's another movie that I haven't seen. What's that? It's called Emerald Forest. Have you heard of that? Uh, vaguely. Apparently it's like Emerald Forest too. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to recommend it. Okay, so we're, we're going to watch The Purge and Emerald Forest, and then yeah. we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Maybe not in the podcast, but we are going to talk about it at some point. <laughs> uh, also, you want to talk about the, um, the new Terminator, right? Oh, yeah. We're talking... Uh, you know, on the topic of James Cameron, he's producing the new Terminator movie, okay, which I, I hear uh, is actually the real Terminator 3. Honestly, you have to, like, yeah, get rid of those other ones. They yeah. are all... T- <laughs> like, one and two, great. Everything else, um, awful. And the one that people will always remember that scene of Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to smile Ugh. and then making that weird face where he's just kind of showing his teeth. I, I get that's what they were going for, but it was still just... Awful. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm hoping it's not like the last Terminator where they ruined all the cool plot points in the trailer. Like, 
remember the last Terminator? Like they they spoiled the one good plot point. Oh, where uh, John Connor was a is a machine now. Machine, yeah. They, in the fucking trailer, they just spoil it. Like, oh hey, this big twist that would actually be really cool to reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here it is in the trailer. Oh, I gotta go see that. It's like, yeah. oh, there's, if that if they give that away, imagine what they're not giving away. It, it turns out not. nothing. <laughs> there's no other spoilers. There's no other good spoilers in that goddamn movie. I know. I liked a- Asian T one thousand. That was cool. Was he? Was there an Asian T one thousand? Oh yeah, there was yeah, huh? at the beginning. He they sent him back to the eighties. Oh yeah. Which makes me wonder why wouldn't she just send another like if you're gonna like send another Terminator back, just send more backup to the first one. Yeah, that's true, huh? Why they send it well, later? My theory of why they didn't do that is probably because if that whole scenario didn't work, they just gotta you know screw that scenario. All right. right. They have to start from scratch, you know. Okay, I thought you were gonna go with like there, there's some technological limitation based on uh, <laughs> like we already went that far back. It's like um, travelers where uh, you can't go past what you've already gone to. Hmm. So if you send somebody, maybe back, that too. Yeah, that, I actually like that show too. All right, so that was our news segment. I think we're yep. Listen, we're about, we're at about a half an hour. You know what I think we should do? Take it home. Sign, yeah, take it home. Sign off. Get some food. Maybe some All booze. Right. We actually saw local wrestling. Got a steak and ice cream. Yeah, and we'll tell you, uh, we'll have a food podcast next week. Food podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about movies, food, and... Uh, we'll talk about what we ate and what we possibly threw up, because we need better stories. We really do. We need so. we need a story where we vomit. I, yeah. I see now why you thought that um, gross stories are good, because they're at least stories, right? Yeah. All right. So this has been the Transbit Podcast, a super awesome showdown offshoot. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. We'll see you next time. Oh, I wasn't recording that whole time. <laughs>